0: And welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying.
1: I'm Nathan. I'm Evan.
0: And uh, I think after enough enough deep breathing, I think we've started to recover from what was a horrible experience last Saturday.
1: Yeah, your voice voice sounds a lot happier this time than it did a couple days ago when we recorded the other podcast.
2: Remember the ending of Toy Story 2 where... Al didn't bring the toys to Japan and then recorded the commercial where he was crying in a chicken suit at the end of toy story two. <laughs> uh,
1: I just, I need to know where this is going. <laughs> that's,
2: uh, I felt like that's how I felt at the end of the Mississippi state game. <laughs> when he was Man. just, when ham and Rex were watching TV <laughs> and the ham says, Hey, look, or something on those lines and Al, is on the screen in his chicken suit going, Welcome to Al's Toy Barn. We have the best <laughs> selection of toys in town. Don't forget to say Pumping Bucks. Pump, pump. That's kind of how I felt after
1: uh that game.
0: Well luckily we're not oh, God, here to talk dude. about Al's Toy
1: Barn. What would we do without Matt? Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's
2: a great question.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah we're I, here I here trying to-, to think of
0: some oh. toy story related transition. I don't have
1: anything. We're here to talk about another. Is there a lion? There's not a lion in in Toy Story at any no, point. You could have said, "Well, we've got a
2: friend in you because you'll be
1: at the game this Saturday." Oh man, and I will be.
2: I'm going to be at my first Louisiana Tech home game or any Louisiana Tech game for the first time in four years. What?
1: So, so when was the last home game you were at?
2: The last home game I was at was the 2017 season ender against. Uh, oh I believe, yeah. it, I believe it was UTSA where Tech yeah. had to win. In order to get up to six and six. To go and, smoke uh,
1: SMU in the bowl game, yeah. That
2: is that is correct. Yeah. That's all. So last this
1: time. this is also gonna be my first home game. Um it'll be my first tech game at all since I believe the 2019 Marshall game uh with Nathan. And uh yeah, we, we experienced Aaron Allen uh for the first mm-hmm. time. And yep. uh this will be my first home game since USM 2015. So uh, it's been quite a while. I'm I'm a new season ticket holder. I finally live close enough uh, and I'm, you know, super happy to own season tickets. Be going to five of the six home games is my plan right now. Got a got a fall wedding to go to uh, for North Texas. But yeah, Matt and I are going to try to watch the game through our tears because we haven't seen each other since 2016 Arkansas. Man, so it's been a very long time since I've seen Evan uh yeah since matt's wedding uh, weekend shout out julia so it's gonna be against
2: the let me see if i'm saying i don't know the full name of the university is it southeastern louisiana university
1: i believe so yeah yeah Yeah.
2: i don't know if they just call them southeastern around those parts
1: yeah yeah pretty much um Uh, i guess some people say slu i don't know but most people say southeastern uh, pretty much, probably what uh, what like L S U S would be to your high school, Matt. For for Nathan uh, and I, I from Slidell well, High, where just lots of people go there. It's close to home; they can live at home in Slidell and commute. Um, Slidell
0: graduates in their auditorium now too. Uh,
1: wow. That's so. Uh, don't get me started on that. we okay. uh, <laughs> back L- to LV McGinty Stadium, BB. Let's go.
2: LSUS is referred to back home in Bozier Shreveport as luscious.
1: Oh, this is not ironic thing. I hope not. Moving on. That's <laughs> disturbing. I, I don't like that. Um, my mother yeah, Nathan, and what? both
2: my brothers graduated from Luscious.
1: Are you sure it's not Lil Sus?
2: <laughs> <laughs> L Sus, bitch. No, it's <laughs> Luscious.
1: Um, anyway, that's not who we're playing. So, Nathan, what, what what do we have going on this weekend at the Joe while Matt and I are just hugging and, and crying? Crying.
0: Yeah. While they do that, Saturday at 6 p.m. Central on ESPN 3. Louisiana Tech will take on Southeastern in the 38th appearance of these two schools playing each other. Started in 1938, and all-time Tech is 28-7-2 against the Lions. The last time the game was played, 2008, and the Bulldogs won 41-26. Huh. That's good. When yeah. was this yeah. again? Was it again?
1: 2008. 2008. Wow. Yeah, so... It's kind of weird that we haven't played in that long. I mean, I feel like we play them pretty much every other year in baseball or basketball or something, but haven't played them in football in quite a while.
0: You'd think we, I mean, we've played Northwestern, what, twice since then. Uh, I'd I'd rather play Southeastern most years, but we'll see about that because this year, they may be a little tough. And this past season for them, which actually started in February 2021, uh, that ran from the 27th of February to April 17th. Southeastern went four and three, but finished the year number 20 in the FCS poll. Uh, apparently the three losses all came to playoff bound FCS schools mm. and to open up the 2021 season part two. So the fall version of it uh, last weekend, they beat North Alabama at 49 to 28 and are currently number 13 in the FCS poll.
1: Yeah, this is this is not a, a bad team, um, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. I think they're better than we probably think seeing them on the schedule. But I'm excited to dive in and I, I, I'm i really excited to hear if Nathan still thinks we're going to lose because he, you know, and even in his best case scenario in our season preview podcast, he said we were going to lose. So we'll have to see. I'm not sure if I've decided yet.
0: Ooh. Ooh. uh yeah. But let's go ahead and. Talk about the elephant in the room when it comes to Southeastern, and that is they are led by their quarterback, like most teams are, but possibly the only reason this team is ranked at all is because of this guy, the six foot seven, two hundred and sixty-pound Arkansas transfer, Cole Kelly.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, I typed out that six foot seven, two hundred and sixty pounds thing earlier, but that is a big old dude for a quarterback. My God. Like what is what is uh Roethlisberger way? That's got to be like He's so. like 6'6 six,
2: six,
0: 260. I would google it but it would take too long to type out his entire last name.
1: He is 6'5 240. Yes, six yeah, five, yes, yes, Matt. But in 7 games in in 2021, he threw 2662 passing yards, 18 touchdowns, four interceptions, and uh had a completion rate of 69%, so that's awfully nice. nice. Um and as a team, they averaged 8.81 yards per pass attempt, which is pretty freaking good. So, yeah, I don't know what else to say, except this team's got a really potent passing attack led by Cole Kelly. You know, this this was a starter at the SEC level. Granted, Arkansas was terrible, but... Um, no, they're great. No, they were terrible when he was there. No, they uh, but, but he started like 14 games for him, I think. So um, he has transferred down to Southeastern and really, really found, you know found his calling, I guess, in that offense.
2: He's originally from Lafayette. Six foot seven. Put up those numbers you were saying. Uh is this I take it this is his first full season or were those se- or were those numbers you just gave us full season? That was statistics? from the
1: seven game season that they played. Oh yeah last seven year. games he threw for over twenty six hundred yards and eighteen it's, touchdowns.
2: Looks like right now they've only played a single game and he had a seventy three percent passing rating. 73% completion rating, and uh, 263 yards and three touchdowns, no turnovers.
0: Yeah, so Southeastern was beating North Alabama while Southern Miss was losing to South Alabama.
1: Uh, just uh, all kinds of directional Alabamas coming at me right now. Don't even get me
0: started on East Alabama.
1: Yeah.
2: Or Fuck Middle Northwestern do. Alabama. <laughs>
0: these
1: are, these are, are the, all terrible. What is Northern Alabama?
2: Are they the... Typically, I think Northern Alabama is in Northern Alabama.
1: Yeah, but I know the answer like to like this, basketball. actually. Because <laughs> I looked it up two? earlier.
0: They're the Lions.
1: Oh. Well, the Lions H- against the Lions. Anyway, uh the, the Alabama FCS school <laughs> trivia time is over. <laughs> this has been, this has been the Alabama FCS trivia hour on <laughs> They're in, Flore-
2: they in Florence, Alabama. Huh. Which is a place.
1: Anyway. Um well, I'm sorry. Yeah, what so outside of that quarterback, I mean Nathan, what what's the deal, you know? it's a potent passing attack. Yes. But is there anything else we should be looking out for on this offense? Yeah. I guess I'll
0: stop trying to make a Florence, Alabama and the machine transition. Yeah. the I rushing hate you attack.
2: more
1: than I could ever possibly put in the <laughs> words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the rush attack was not all that great last year, which is usually what happens when you have a quarterback that can sling it as well as Cole Kelly can. Again, last year, meaning a few months ago, this is weird. Anyway, yeah. but in the opener against North Alabama, They ran for 232 yards, which was more than they ran in any one game in the spring session of the 2021 season. So really, the big question on offense is, we know how good their passing attack is. Has their rushing attack gotten better, or did they just play a bad rush school in North Alabama?
2: Well, I'm looking at the stats here myself, and Cole Kelly had a great... I mean, 40 he had 41 passing attempts, but only 263 yards, which leads me to believe that the vertical passing game is almost non-existent. It sounds like they rely on a lot of screens and uh slants, stuff of that nature. I haven't watched highlights from the game, but I don't know if this passing game is as good as we're kind of making it out to be here. I think they probably have a hell of a rushing attack.
1: I mean, but if you watch the fourth quarter of the tech game against Mississippi State, it wasn't down the field passing that was that was picking us apart. It was uh, you know, this this kind of air raid attack where you're you're looking for five yards through the air and then pick up as much as you can before they tackle you. Um, I don't know. I, I think this offense obviously is very good. I think they were top 10 in every category in FCS last season. Um, they also return, I think, four starters on the offensive line. Um, I think that's what Skip said in his uh, radio show last night, but three of those guys are all conference uh, preseason names. One of them, Jalen Bell, is a first team, and then there's two on the second team, all conference and then they got a wide receiver on there as well. And obviously Cole Kelly is the, um, is the quarterback. Nathan, you did mention that he won the, basically the FCS Heisman last year. I don't
0: think I actually had said that.
1: Yeah. I think we said it on our preview podcast a couple months back, but uh, yeah. So he won the Walter Payton award, which I remember we, we went off on a tangent about where Walter Payton played um, and, and all that, but he won that for the, the best, yeah, the best player in FCS football in the spring. Um, essentially their Heisman Trophy at the FCS level. So, I mean, it's kind of a scary offense. I can see why, before watching our team play, Nathan, that you would have you would have picked this game to go south.
0: And we'll see if I still pick it, mm-hmm. for it to go south in a few moments. But yeah, so far we've talked about the passing attack, stellar. The rushing attack wasn't great last year or earlier this. It's weird. In the spring session, but blew up last week against North Alabama. So I think that's about a a good not a great rushing attack, but a good one. Kind of balancing all that out. Let's talk about the bad. Let's talk about the defense.
1: Yeah. Um uh, last season, uh I think that's the easiest way to say it, just last season. Yeah. Um they they ranked pretty much bottom of the pack. I think there were ninety-seven teams in FCS and they were ninety-third in yards per play allowed, seven point two yards per play allowed that's a lot of yards every single play uh they allowed 275 passing yards and 245 rushing yards per game and 36 points per game all of those in the bottom 10 percent of fcs um and those were not playing offenses that theoretically are as good as ours might be i don't i don't know we'll see i guess but as good as their offense was, their defense was that bad, which should sound familiar to anyone who's been around as a Tech fan since 2012. Not like this. <laughs> Please.
0: Yeah, we talked about that offense. They scored 40 points per game. And like you said, the D allowing 36. That's why they're, they have that four and three record, even though they have that stellar offense. The defense, at least last season, was that bad. Also, to break it down a little further into that yards per play thing, like I said, or I think we said earlier, their offense is 8.81 yards per pass attempt. They were allowing 9.2 yards per pass attempt. An 8.81 by the offense is the best that Texas defense will have, will face all year, going off of 2020 stats. And their defense was even worse than that. That's, to give up nearly a first down every time the other team tries to <laughs> throw the ball at all? That's uh, insane! Yeah,
1: that's, and our passing game looked pretty good last week against... Uh, you know, an SEC defense, and now we're playing this defense, so I'm pretty excited to see what happens.
0: Yeah, against North Alabama was 7.6 yards per pass, which is still a lot.
2: Yeah, it is.
0: But yeah, you mentioned some uh players on their defense that maybe to keep an eye out for. Maybe maybe the only reason why they've held them to under 10 yards per pass attempt.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because they have these awful stats, but they still landed four players on the first team All Conference preseason um, list. And you know, there's there's a guy on defensive line, Darius Henry, who I'll talk about a little bit later. Two or no, a linebacker, and then two DBs in Alexis Ramos, the linebacker, and then Fernando Jordan and Donnell Ward McGee. And then there's two more guys on the second team All Conference. So like, I don't really get it. Like, they have these good players you know, Southland Conference all-conference preseason, and they just can't put it together and, like, stop anybody. So I don't know if maybe the Southland is just that bad or if, you know, these guys show out, but everyone else on their defense is just real bad. I don't know.
0: Maybe it's a coaching thing. Maybe it's a scheming thing. Maybe there's only two teams in Southland Conference anymore and we just haven't been paying enough attention. (laughs) But God God help us all. Yeah. But, yeah, it's from a outside perspective it's very interesting to see how bad this defense is compared to how good the offense is but also just it's just it's so bad like we make this honey dykes comparison when he was at tech because of course but this almost feels worse than that a bigger difference between the two it's i it's yeah it's interesting
1: yeah i mean it and it's definitely like i don't know it's it's almost like they do this on purpose and they are filled with with a coaching staff that's pretty much filled with tech players from that time period. Like Ross Jenkins is the special teams coordinator slash defensive line coach. Antonio Baker is the, uh, the Nickelbacks coach. Interesting. He's not even like the DB coach. He's specifically Nick Nickelback coach.
2: DB, um, and, DB. Then,
1: and then Frank Selfo of course was the offensive coordinator from I think Oh seven to Oh nine. So before the Dykes era, but he's their head football coach now. So a lot of tech connections on this, uh, on this, um coaching staff so i don't know if maybe they're borrowing a page from old sonny dykes book
0: just without the sonny dykes part i guess yeah but yeah moving forward into the players to watch from this one i guess in a sonny dykes-esque way i want to pick a wide receiver because that seemed to be the players that always lit him up when dykes was coaching attack and who have lit up the scoreboard so far for the Lions. i'm picking cj turner pretty much cole kelly's favorite target Last mm-hmm. year, in the six games that he played, he had 44 catches, 534 yards, and five touchdowns. And then just this past week, he led all receivers with three catches, which wasn't the most on the team, but 52 yards was, with a 38-yard catch in there, which was the longest on the team. So how many I really think yards if, did they have? They had 263.
1: Man, so they really spread the ball around then If 52 yards is the most anyone had. You want to That's guess a- how many receivers
0: got their hands on the ball in that game? For Southeastern? Uh, I'll say eight. You want to make a guest job, Matt?
2: How dare you? <laughs> yeah, no. Three. Three. Eleven. Oh my well, God. So much for picking the under. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did Cole Kelly throw the ball to himself?
0: Uh, let me check. I have to look through 11 names, so this may take some time. Nope, you did not.
2: <laughs> this may take some time. Instantaneously comes back with the answer.
0: No, stalling. Uh,
2: I had to kill wow that uh 11 11 targets hey eh? that's uh pretty crazy
0: hopefully not all on the field at the same time because that may be a little difficult to defend if you have the five offensive linemen the quarterback and 11 receivers on the field
1: <laughs>
2: god help us all
0: but yeah so i picked an offensive guy uh evan did you pick someone on defense this time
1: well i mean the real player to watch is obviously the six foot seven, 260 pound <laughs> elephant in the room. But I did pick, yeah, by that description, yeah. Dude, that dude's freaking huge, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> he uh, so, so I went ahead and picked Darius Henry, who I mentioned earlier. He's a kind of a linebacker defensive lineman hybrid, who I think they're lining up at D line this year. Um, but he's a redshirt freshman. But with the COVID rules, that means this is his third season um, with Southeastern. Uh, He was picked as second-team All-Southland player after last spring when he had two-and-a-half sacks in those seven games and somewhere in the 20s, I think like 25 tackles. Um, But then he is picked as a first-teamer in the preseason um, All-Conference team that I've been talking so much about. So I'm kind of just excited to see if Tech's offensive line can keep up that momentum from last week where. I mentioned on the last episode that we allowed one sack, but actually we kind of didn't. It was a intentional grounding call where Skip mentioned that on that play what happened was Smoke Harris was supposed to be running a uh corner route and so Austin Kendall threw the ball where he should have been, but Skip said that that they were uh you know hugging him a little bit to keep him from breaking out into his route. So Skip said he told the ref that if he had called the uh the holding on smoke that it wouldn't have been intentional grounding. So they didn't really allow a, an actual sack. Austin Kendall did not go to the ground um you know last week against Mississippi State, which again, probably the best front 7 we're going to play. So I'm excited to see if that's like if that was just, you know, beginner's luck with this unit or is that going to keep up throughout the season and against a, a team like Southeastern you want to see your quarterback stay clean and you know not risk injury or anything like that so hopefully this guy Darius Henry doesn't uh cause any problems yeah let's hope not also shout out Dante Daniels uh freshman linebacker who went to Slidell high so okay oh, hey. yeah I don't he's probably not gonna play but uh you know
0: he'll record one tackle against Harlan Dixon oh god after a 40-yard run
1: slide L on slide crime
0: yeah <laughs> like most crime in slide <laughs> Anyway, let's go ahead into the predictions for this game. Uh, looking at elsewhere, Massey gives Tech a 70% chance to win with a 38-28 to 28 Tech victory. ESPN-FBI gives Tech an 89% chance to win, which feels a little more on base than that Massey number. And I could not find any odds anywhere. So something about Han Solo, never tell me the odds.
1: There's really not any betting. I mean...
0: I would looked at five or six websites before I gave up on this. I probably should have spent more time making that Han Solo joke than checking the odds websites.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I checked the Massey numbers to see how they'd updated after last week, and I think we did go up about 20 spots in in Massey. I think we are like 101 or something like that. Um, The new SP Plus numbers came out, and um, we're about... I think we're 109th, which feels low after seeing the team, but I guess we did lose the game. So, you know, SP Plus thought we had a 55% chance to win the game uh, against Mississippi State, but we did not. So we're not going to go up a bunch of spots. So um, anyway, what do you guys think is going to happen?
0: I want to start with Matt. I'm curious what Matt has to say.
2: Uh, I'll take uh, Tech to win the game. It'll probably be not too dissimilar from... That one uh, prediction you read from one of those major sports websites or networks, 38-28 uh, to 28 sounds like a pretty darn good guess, and I'd be willing to say it'll be fairly similar to that. Tech will come out. We'll probably have a lot to complain about defensively, but uh, I think 38-28 sounds good. Tech will win. Mm. What
1: do you think, Kevin? I, I mean, I definitely think Tech is going to win. Um, I think that... Last season, we played Houston Baptist, which had a high-powered, potent offense um, at the FCS level, and they scored some points. They they scored 38 points against us. They didn't have the worst defense at the FCS level, probably better than Southeastern's, but Tech put up 66 points, you guys. 17 points in the first quarter, 21 in the second, 14 in both the third and fourth quarters. I feel like this is going to be another game like that. Like, Southeastern is going to score some points. They might score 31 points. But I think Tech's going to score 58, you know? like I I just think that their defense is too bad. And our after seeing our offense last week, yeah, we didn't get the running game going. Yeah, we, we had some big plays that, you know, maybe skew our offensive numbers a little bit higher than they would have been otherwise. But, like, we're going to get those big plays against Southeastern if we got them against Mississippi State. So... Yeah, I'm I'm going to say 58 to 31 actually. So, that's that's my score. I think we see JD Head maybe in the fourth quarter. I think Skip really wants to keep him under four games, so maybe it's Aaron Allen if we're up by a lot. I, I don't know, but um yeah, I, I just as much as this could be like a trap game and it's a really good offense, I just think their defense is so bad that it's hard for me to see <laughs> us not putting up the points required to win.
0: Yeah, so I infamously picked tech to lose this game before the season started so here's how I'll do my prediction i'll say the score first and the team second i think the final score will be 55 to 21 oh okay well and tech will win
1: yeah you ain't picking southeastern to win by that much come on yeah <laughs> can't wait for it to come I, true
0: i do think southeastern scores first and it looks like it may be a close game after maybe the end of the first quarter and then things just start see working that. right
1: yeah, I, I mean, last year, uh, the the Houston Baptist game I just mentioned was uh, was seventeen fourteen Tech after the first. So, I mean, yeah, I could I could see it being a little tight in the first quarter, and then all of a sudden the defense kind of settles in. I mean, the way that our defense performed last week against like FBS Power Five level air raid, I think made me pretty confident about this week and even next week going into SMU. I mean, obviously we'll see what happens this week first, but, um, I, I just think their offense is good, but they're not going to be able to stop us.
0: Yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. So yeah, that's all three of us, predicting tech to win. So of course they won't. So let's move on to tweet of the week. Evan, what's the tweet of the week this week?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to give an honorable mention first off to, um, uh, his name is Bum Chillips, aka Spencer Hall, and he tweeted Bum a Bum Chillips.
0: Yeah, Come he t- on, <laughs> he That's tweeted, verified, a, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, uh, or no, he's not actually. It's no, he's at not. EDSBS. I think he he has a, a college he has football
0: sixty two and a half thousand followers.
1: Yeah, Bum Chillips. I think he's got a, a college football podcast, but don't quote me on that. Josh would be able to tell I think us. It was
0: probably former SB But I may be wrong about that, too.
1: So anyway, he tweeted a picture of Austin Kendall from the broadcast um, and said hello to Louisiana Tech's 38-year-old quarterback. So that is the honorable mention. Nathan, did you have one to give the, the overall Tweet of the Week to?
0: Yes, this week's overall Tweet of the Week goes to at Mama Loves Manning or our favorite football caller commentary guy, Teddy Allen is he's much more than that. Uh, but he tweeted out something that I think we heard he also said over the radio during the game. Yeah. Uh, what he tweeted was, This 59-yard scoring mad dash by at Tech football quarterback Austin Kendall Saturday at Mississippi State is believed to be the longest TD run in FBS by a pharmaceutical sales rep so far this season.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so like how they said, so far this season. yes. Yeah, so as far. If, <laughs> as if as if more pharmaceutical sales reps are going to somehow outdo that number.
0: No,
1: Austin Kendall's hey, going to have a longer one. Well,
2: no, guess, no, it's got to be a
1: different pharmaceutical sales rep that comes it's, in. It's
2: inferring <laughs> that there are going to be multiple pharmaceutical sales reps infiltrating the college football landscape to usurp Austin Kendall's place among well, the that, best.
0: Well, now that we know that pharmaceutical... Pharmaceutical sales reps can lead teams to almost speed SEC schools. I'm expecting Nick Saban to have some on the line to <laughs> bring some of them on campus.
2: I don't know. I think Nick Saban was a pharmaceutical sales rep, if I'm not mistaken.
0: <laughs> I think he just sells aflac which I don't think is pharmaceutical sales.
2: <sighs> I'm not sure, but it's close. Nick Saban is starting to look like uh, someone who spends a lot of time in the tanning bed and not enough money on his toupees because I saw a photo of him from this last weekend. And it looked like a candle that had wax running down the sides of it. And I felt really sad for him. Yeah. Well, so Nick Nick Saban, not that you care because you're drowning in national title rings and, uh, millions of dollars, but, uh, you might want to consider changing plastic surgeons, pal.
1: Damn. Well, he's got, he's he's going to have to schedule tech and, uh, try to beat (laughs) (laughs) us. That
0: winning streak.
2: This is for that uh, bastard Matt on the GTPDB podcast that I haven't they, they come
1: to. to Rustin to play and beat us 9,000 to zero. Let's <laughs> go to a, a neutral site game at, in Kansas City just to
0: make yeah. sure that you can go to it.
2: At Raytown South High School football stadium. <laughs> <laughs> just drives to my house, knocks on my door. Knocks on my door open the just played the vacant
1: field next to your house.
2: No, there's a big, yeah. there is a big vacant field. Uh, I drive home one day and there's like, landscape everywhere what's going on and it's nick saban gets out of a tractor and runs
0: <laughs> after me down the street I starting to sound like the sequel to angels in the outfield but it's just more based around <laughs> spite than about hopefulness
2: yes it's about spite and uh, is that nick saban is that boss music and then he oh, just man. jumps off the roof of my house doing a somersault <laughs> <laughs> looks like fucking jackie chan and rumble in the bronx <laughs> and just does a full-on sprint and get uh i i need to write a script
1: yeah. yeah
0: and while matt works on his script that about wraps it up for this episode of the go tech please don't die podcast as always you can follow us on twitter at g-o-t-e-c-h-p-l-s-d-n-t-d-i-e or head to our website where we have posts up every now and then but most importantly we have contests running this week uh, evan you want to talk about those
1: Oh yeah. So the, uh, the pickem is already live. We've got, uh, I think about 25 players so far. We had 74 last week. So make sure you get your picks in. I did a full recap post on the blog of last week's contest, not, or last week's uh, pick them. I'm not sure if I'll have time to do that every week, but, um, pretty, pretty cool stuff. We had, you know, about 70%. Oh, uh, come on. It was 69% Louisiana tech fans that played, <laughs> um, you have to say that number yeah yeah i can't round up but um the contest will be out by the time you hear this podcast so make sure you go to gtpdd.dog slash contest for that gtpdd.dog slash pick them for the other one um you just have to get your picks in for that as you know whenever you can but if you're late on a game you just can't score for that game so don't like last week somebody put in their picks on like saturday night and tried to pick uab as their lock of the week and bet five points on and i was like Bro, that game happened four days ago. You can't do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so don't try to pull a fast one because I'll, I'll, you know, I'll see that it came in too late. So, anyway, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the prizes are going to be for that yet. Maybe some merch or something. Uh, maybe we can work yeah. work something out, Nathan. But um, we'll figure it out. Merch,
0: yeah. Taking so merch while you're doing those, you can just go ahead and click that link that says shop there. Or if you're just one of those. URL purists who want to type in the whole thing, you can <laughs> type in gtpdd.dog/shop and buy our September shirt of the month, which is a design based on the Louisiana Industrial Institute logo that the 1910 football team wore, or some of the various other merch that we have that has our name on it instead of former school names. Again, that's gtpdd.dog/shop.
1: Yeah, I still need to I still need to get that uh, LII I shirt. That thing's dope. Yeah. Also, before we go, Matt, super excited to see you, man. It's been too long. Yeah, I can't um, wait. And someday you'll meet my wife, but this is not that weekend because she can't no. come. But. I've been waiting for so long, I'm starting to think that she's just a figment of my imagination. That is true. What if I'm just a figment of your imagination?
0: Well, okay.
1: And on that and note... And
0: until next time, I'm Nathan.
1: <laughs> I'm Evan.
0: I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die.
1: Yeah, since well, That's wedding uh, weekend. Shout out Julia. Yeah. She's over there
2: <laughs> doing something. What are you doing? I don't understand what you're doing. Uh, you nail polish. Okay. Yeah. She's doing nail stuff.
1: Yeah. Probably more important than what we're doing.